Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What up, Fightful friends and family, and welcome to episode 12 of Fightful Wrestling Roundtable, a one-year anniversary show. So share, I had to, what, what do you mean I left it all to the last minute and asked you guys to bail me out? Why would I do that on such a momentous occasion? But hey, if we're gonna do it, no better way than to have an all-fightful in-house show. Jeremy Lambert, Cher Delaware, and Joel Pearl, thank you guys so much for joining me. The real question is, I don't know who has the fake name, Cher or Joel? Both. Both. Both, both really? Okay, yes. both. I was going for one. I didn't think we'd get all both. Left who else would I'm invest not... in a banner? I was going to say, I'm not actually um, above you on the stream, Joel. So you're actually pointing at Jeremy saying that <laughs> saying that Jeremy has a fake name. That's actually, we should probably let them know. <laughs> That's also true. I'm next to you. so <laughs> Guys, it is a crazy, crazy time in the wrestling world. Um, Kayfabe was long dead. And now I feel like I don't know up from down, left to right. Joel Pearl clearly doesn't either. I don't want to jump right into it. So, guys, let's start here. Uh, number one, ever since the return of the Elite, we thought that, you know, we're probably just going to move on from the whole brawl for the brawl out situation. CM Punk appeared to be on his way out of the company. The Elite back in the good graces of Tony Khan. Uh, and then, in typical smarmy Young Buck and Kenny Omega fashion, we start seeing all the pokes and jabs at CM Punk. We saw um the move sets being utilized during the match from the gts which apparently was a kodabushi shout out kenta kenta apologies Ken kenta. oh my god shack you're canceled we i know god yeah well okay so be careful because i very much could be let's uh let me remind everyone <laughs> of the ongoing troubles of shack not having his coffee right before this show <laughs> i told you all you're very well of it yeah shout out to kenta but let's let's be honest we all know what that was the botched buckshot lariat uh and here's the most sort of egregious one are all the you know fcm punk chants that seem to uh populate 
the additional programming, um, being the elite that's posted online. Some people were saying, okay, this is maybe a sign that they're turning lemons into lemonade. We're going to get a CM Punk return down the line. Others are saying, no way that's going to happen. People in Punk's camp are actually very offended by this. What's your gauge? Like, is this a work? And if it's at this point, at this point, and if it's not, why is Tony Khan letting this happen? Because he was so mum about not giving anyone in the media anything about the fallout from CM Punk versus the Elite backstage. And now we're seeing the Elite just sort of plaster it all over the place. Jeremy? Why is Tony Khan letting this happen? Because I don't think he cares. What's he going to do? You rapscallions, you. Don't do that. Don't do that, you guys. They're doing it because they're petty and they're passive aggressive and it rules. And I hope they absolutely never change. EVP stands for executive vice petty. I actually think they should be promoted to just full, full petty, just full on petty. The cat is trying to get out. Sorry. Uh, so th- that's why they're doing this is they're just petty and it's great. That was the greatest match of all time. I hate wrestling, but I love that match. Share. Um, as a fellow petty person, I very much understand this. And now listen, anybody that follows me online knows I'm not a Phil fan. I'm also not a Young Bucks fan. I love Phil Lindsay. His name is Philip. I'm also not a Young Bucks fan though. So I'm very much in the like, I don't care area of all this. But I think that this stuff is funny. And I think that with them closing the investigation, or I don't really know what investigation took two months, like that, that whole, okay, whatever. Um, As I said before, Olivia Benson would have had that solved in about 22 minutes. But like, I don't know why it took so long. I don't know what they were investigating. I think it's done with now. And like, if I think if Punk was back, the one back on TV, he would be taking shots at them too. So yeah. it's just, it kind of is what it is. Honestly, I'm so sick of hearing about the whole fight. Like a bunch of grown men, I cannot imagine a bunch of grown men throwing chairs and biting each other in a room. Like that's embarrassing. <laughs> you got to admit the biting spot on Dynamite was pretty great though. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was good. Why are people saying this is like a shout out to to Ace Steel? I, I oh just thought it was a shout out to like Junkyard Dog or Hulk Hogan used to uh, bite people. George like, the Animal Steel. Yeah, like there we are go. Are we pretending like we're doing Hulk Hogan shout outs now? There was is that, is that, the, there was is that any better? Of, is that any better than right. it being Hulk Hogan? Hulk <laughs> I forgot Hulk Hogan and Linda Hogan are banned uh, from all AEW events. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to show share the T-shirt I'm wearing under this, and there's a reason it's covered. <laughs> You're a Hulkamaniac. Is Shaq? it red and yellow, Shaq? Oh my God, we're gonna force. I Shaq don't know. To I strip. don't know. I, I don't, oh, this nothing that awful. can be proven. But let me tell you, this shirt, whatever it is, does not Brother. leave the house. And at this point, uh, you're a coward if you don't. I have wear on it my Macho Man shirt, so. Oh, well, I, I think we all know who the fan favorite in that whole arranger really was, deep down. I mean, yeah. Um, guys, should should Punk even come back at this anywhere? Like it was, 
Like, do you? I'll take this one. I'll take this one. <laughs> we need CM Punk in the National Wrestling Alliance. There that it is. is where yes. we need CM Punk because that place needs a savior. And if CM Punk wants to do his promos in front of 20 people, that's at the arena, the, the workers, the people who watch on YouTube, that's literally their entire audience. That is where he can do his promos. Imagine the five-star prestige. That's right. Yes. Like, like, the prestige of the NWA. There it is. G- guys, before we move on to Survivor Series War Games, I would like on a 1 to 100 scale the percent chance that CM Punk ever shows up in AEW again. I want some saucy hands here. So no, no zeros. No zeros on the board. You can go 0.1. No zeros on the board. Jeremy? Uh, 100% chance he's back on AEW television by the time his career is over, even if it's just like come out and make nice and, hey, CM Punk, remember this guy? Something like that. He will appear on AEW television between now and the time he is no longer with us. Yes, but not in the ring. I you're assume it'll be an off? in-ring segment. Sure. He's no longer with us. You're trying yeah. to make him die? Um, I'm just saying he's going to appear by the, the, that time, by the time he's no longer with us. I'm not trying to kill the man, but he will come back before old. he is dead. Um, sure. My answer is 69%, and I will yes. not be answering any further than that. <laughs> Joel? I give a 20%. Uh, at the same time as like the jabs are extremely very petty, it's just, the, I don't know. There, there's always an open-ended conversation to be had and nobody knows where he's, you know, nobody knows where he lands because he's, he's taking little jabs himself while he's doing MMA commentary. So for all we know, exactly. he's, they're, they're just having a little fun. They're just blowing off their steam. And when they come back and make some money, they do it. Or Punk is just as petty and that's fine. Maybe they're all just a bunch of petty little jerks and they're having the time of their lives. And TK is just letting the kids run the daycare for now. So, you know, here's actually in closing on this subject, here's sort of the thing. And I kind of mentioned off the top, right? Um, For a long time, the idea of kayfabe was dead. And now I think a lot of wrestlers are doing a really good job of sort of blurring the lines with their social media work. Um, Clearly, throughout this process and this sort of creative freedom that's been handed out, sometimes it makes gold, but it has very evidently hurt some feelings, caused some conflicts. Like, in a perfect world, if you were to sort of uh, be in human resources, how do you sort of set up guidelines where wrestlers still have the creative freedom to blur the lines and invest fans? And more importantly, does this actually get new fans interested or is it just something for the really dedicated to bite into? Like, is this worth the harm that it causes having these guys blur the lines so much? I don't even think it's a question of what fans enjoy this or not, because there are different subsects of fan. It's not even about your level of fandom. It's more like, are you the fan who likes all the backstage news and rumors? Mm. Are you the fan who likes the types of matches that are going on? Are like, what, what is your level of commitment or interest in wrestling? For me, like I love stories and that can be behind the scenes or out in front of the curtain. So for me, what's going on with the punk and the elite stuff was, you know, it was a lot of fun for me to listen to and to think about and ruminate over. Um, that being said, I'm at the point now where like personally, uh, let's move on. Like, let's let's not let it get in the way of whatever other stories might be told in the next few months. Here's how I handle it. I let oh, them no. do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> if CM Punk wants to call out Hangman Page, I say, Hangman, go out there. Go, go get into a fist fight. 
with him on television. If Bobby Fish wants to push his way through everybody and go fist fight CM Punk on live TV, I say, go do it. I let them do what they want. That's how I let the wrestlers run free and run wild and just let it go from there. And if it draws, you know, an extra two people, great. And if it doesn't, who cares? Who cares? Just let them do what they want. Let them have fun. Let them pop themselves. That's why Cody's the greatest wrestler of all time, because he just goes out there and does whatever he wants to pop himself. And it rules. It absolutely rules. That's why the elite are great, because they're just popping themselves. It's fantastic. And they're trolling CM Punk, by the way, by doing all of his moves and stuff. So when he eventually goes to the NWA, he tries the uh, the the one-winged angel and the, the Terminator dive and the Melter driver and all that stuff. And then they, they know he can't do all that stuff, so he's going to look foolish again. Great troll move by the elite. Well, let's move on from the CM Punk. Your wish is my command. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, yeah, let's just, let's bail Cher out of here. I know she's over it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Survivor Series War Games. Um, candidly, one of the things I was most excited for when we transitioned from sort of Vince McMahon's creative lead to Triple H's creative lead was a return to form for Survivor Series. My first appearance ever on Fightful was doing a Survivor Series recap show, I guess two years ago, with Sean Ross Sapp. At that point, I was just kind of getting back into pro wrestling. And let me tell you how disappointed I was when I turned on Survivor Series and realized that I was watching Bragging Rights. The SmackDown versus Raw stuff sucks, except for that one year that they had like Big Show and Kane on one side, and you're doing the whole invasion angle. I was so stoked. When they mentioned War Games... I was like tentatively excited. I was excited to see how it would play out, but I was a little myth that we weren't going to get a return to form of the thing that I really loved. Coming out of War Games, I know that Triple H in his press conference after the fact said, you know, things like Elimination Chamber we want to keep annually because it just sort of, it's hard to book superstars naturally into that position versus something like Hell in a Cell that they're dropping where you can bring it back as one-off payoffs for really big feuds. How are we feeling? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. 
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. ...about the idea of war games remaining an annual staple of Survivor Series. Did we like the match? Did, do we, how much do we think war games added to Survivor Series? We'll start with Cher on this one. Um, I love war games. I'm a big war games fan. One of the best shows I ever been to was um, War Games in Chicago in, I guess that would have been 2019. Um, that was the year that they also had NXT as part of Survivor Series because of the uh, Saudi flight. <laughs> they had kind of had them like invade it and everything. And <laughs> it's a really fun match. And I saw some people that were complaining about the women saying like, oh, it was just spot after spot. It's kind of what War Games matches are. <laughs> like, it, that's kind of the point is, you know, you've got EO jumping with the freaking trash can over her onto everybody. What last year, I think that was like, that's, I mean, that's kind of the point of it. I enjoyed it. I liked that it was something different. I liked that it wasn't smackdown versus raw and we had the bloodline who you know are an established group i wish there would have been another established group to go against them instead of just like putting some people together that are like yeah we don't like roman so i wish that it would have been like they have the club and they have whatever the hell fins thing is but they didn't they had their own thing going on but i liked it and i hope that they keep it around they don't have to do it for both men and women Every time, you know, like, it doesn't have to be for both matches, but I'm glad that they kept it. And I think that it's better suited for the main roster now than NXT because NXT is no longer people that have been around for a long time. And I don't need to see somebody that's been wrestling for a year in a War Games match break their head. So, <laughs> that I mean, I love War Games, though. I, I thought it was really fun. And... It was a pretty good show. A lot better than the Survivor Series I went to last year. That was terrible. Not fun. Joel? I'm of two minds. Uh, I'm, I'm with Cher that uh, you don't have to do both the men's and women's war games. You also have to be cognizant of what your storylines are at the time of the year. If the topic of conversation is true that Hell in a Cell as its own pay-per-view is possibly going out the window and they're going to save it as its own like blow off match as it was originally intended, then war games can kind of be the same way in that you only bring it around when it needs to be, but it only needs to be at the survivor series. So maybe this year it happens, but next year it doesn't. And then it comes back again in 2024, whatever it is, you don't need to like shoehorn a bunch of people together into a faction to make it happen. Uh, and then on the other side of it, I've, the idea of uh, war games only being a spot fest. So yes, it's true. At the same time, having the two war games matches this past year uh or i guess this past weekend was great because you had the women's war games match was entirely a spot fest and they i think they kind of knew that it was going to be that way because the men's war games had so much more storytelling going on therefore they were able to kind of tell more in the moves and not just jump off a crazy shit yes. and make it look good and i like that and, and, and there was a better story there, 
for yes. the men's too. They 100%. had the story going into it on just the one side and everything. And the women's was just kind of like, oh shit, we need to throw a team together. So here's some people and here's some people. We only have 12 women anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, by the way, shout out to uh, to Becky and in, in, in Sky doing the trash can spot, but turning it on its head because everyone wanted the trash can spot back. But instead, they had EO being the heel and like getting the shit kicked out of her with a trash can on her head instead. I love stuff like that. If you're going to call back, make it relevant to the time you're working. Jeremy. Uh, War Games is fine. I, <laughs> I, it's a match. Uh, they they do the they they do they do the the West Side Story thing. It, it feels like they're killing a lot of time between just everything. Hey, let's grab a bunch of weapons and throw them in the ring. Everybody works really hard. Like I don't have an issue with how hard everybody works. They they, they do cool spots and whatnot. It's not really for me as someone who loves their wrestling at the 12 to 18 minute mark. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see a 50 minute match. That's fair. So that's my biggest issue is that these matches are just too long and they, you wait for everybody to get in there. And then it's like, okay, now they start doing all the crazy stuff. And a lot of times the stuff that they do before everybody gets in there, it's not all that meaningful. Uh, they did they did a halfway decent job with the, the bloodline stuff with, oh, we'll send Sammy in second. Mm-hmm. You got to work with Jay and everything. There was a story there and everything, and that was good. But when it's supposed to be this high-intensity blood feud type stuff, and then let me spend three minutes pulling out all these weapons while my teammates continue to get the shit kicked out of them, I lose a little bit of interest in it. So that I have complaints about war games. They're fun matches. They're they're not always my 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 cup of tea. So. Yeah, I, I think I, I I agree with you on that. On the timing, they need to have them come out faster because it it it's a lot sitting there waiting. That's how I feel with the um whatever it is that blood blood and guts that what yeah. that's called or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, everything that happens before all of them get that they get in there is just kind of moot by the end. You know, like that it doesn't really matter. So I wish that they did have them come in in like shorter increments but i still love and as someone who does not like spot matches i still love working (laughs) yeah i i'm i'm sort of on i think i probably side with joel the most here um the idea of shoulder shorter interval (laughs) sounds good to me i wish they would do i don't know if they're trying to like reserve stamina but i feel like there's so much time laying around at the end anyway while people get their spot off. I wish they would put a little bit more effort into making the most of those early portions of the match. Like, most of the match is going to be a brawl. Why can't you have a little bit more of a traditional technical match at the beginning when there's just two of you in there? You know, I, I feel like there's a lot of sort of wasted space that could at least be used to sort of keep the consumer interested. Um, I, I love the idea of bringing it back when it necessitates it. Also because I just think Survivor Series in its traditional format is more conducive to star building. Like, you're never going to get that Dolph Ziggler moment of 1v5, 1v4, etc. You, you you don't have the accomplishments of being a sole survivor if you're always counting up to that 5v5 match. So I, I love the premise. It makes for some great moments. But I don't think long-term it's as beneficial. And if you do treat it more like a Hell in a Cell and make it sort of a marquee attraction for a big feud, I think that's going to sort of draw in more eyeballs in the long run. 
Okay, I here's my suggestion. Hold on, before you troll okay. us, give me a second. I will push back with Shaq. The five on five is great. The only problem that I have with the five on five is that everybody until there's a winner has to get pinned. And if somebody, if somebody has to get pinned every time, then someone like Roman Reigns, who we're telling the story is not taking pinfalls. If we kind of have to figure out, well, how do we get out of that? And that's how you get Bobby Lashley getting, you know, yeeted out of an elimination chamber match in Saudi Arabia and losing his title match. The point being like, you can do it with war games because it's one fall to a finish. And yeah, you kind of have to sit through it until you get there, but you save all of those pinfall losses for other guys that lead up to it. Uh, Cause again, like Keith Lee, in 2019 getting eliminated in three minutes and everyone was up in arms Walter, same thing and so on and so forth jeremy troll us please okay here's my suggestion i that was that was a good there point go. Joel pearl thank you games of war it's five on five and they play card game war the entire time okay. and then whoever no. survives that is the victor that is how just you mute him the just mute him just can we just send this to the up up down down crew because i'm sure they'll do it yeah that's a great suggestion for them I'm not disagreeing, but I'm just oh saying, let's, just, let's cut out the middleman and send it out. Austin Creed, let's go. Um, guys, if you have any questions for, I assume everyone, but Jeremy at this point, please leave in your super chat donations. <laughs> we'll get to them towards the end of the show. Uh, I would like to move on, guys. And if time permits, we're going to come back and do my favorite activity on these shows, and that is praising Sami Zayn. Before we get to that, uh, I want to talk a little bit about William Regal. Uh, there were some now sort of defunct reports about the timeline of uh, William Regal's contract with AEW, interest from WWE and having him back. Uh, I, I mean, clearly the interest, at least you would think, is there because of how close-knit the relationship between Triple H and William Regal was in NXT, uh, part of sort of that culling of NXT, Triple H's era of NXT involved the release of Samoa Joe, William Regal, and more. What I want to ask each of you is, at this stage, who do you think William Regal is more valuable to long-term? Do you think his role in AEW right now is the best use of him? Do you think having him more on the creative end with Triple H and WWE would be more fruitful for the next generation of superstars? What is the best fit for William Regal? We'll start with Joel. So, I've been thinking about this one a bit and regal doing what he did in nxt for aew would be highly beneficial in its own way however you have the nightmare factory and you have other guys and girls who have been who have been active on the independent scene for so long and they know who's up and coming their their ears to the ground are a little uh, closer than than regal's may have been so regal on camera it works Regal on camera in AW worked. Regal on camera with NXT was starting to get a little foggy, especially at the end when he was dealing with his health stuff and the pandemic and so on and so forth. And it kind of got to the point where he was a bit of a meme and just came out to yell war games once a year, which, you know, we all loved it. But the point is with, with, with Regal now, um, he could still scout talent for WWE. And he'd probably do a pretty good job because WWE doesn't necessarily have uh, the same ears to the ground that AEW does in terms of up and coming independent wrestlers. So really the, the benefit is on both sides. It's just a question of how you're going to use them. How would you use them, Joel? I, I would probably bring them back to WWE and have them, have them work with up and coming wrestlers or even up and coming uh, athletes who are learning the wrestling business because 
they need a lot of work when it comes to that, when it comes to promo or when it comes to psychology, the things that Regal has a, a, just a plethora of knowledge and could impart within hours of time they spend in the PC. Jeremy? He's more beneficial to AEW because he can draw the biggest rating of all time in AEW when they finally promote him and Excalibur fucking that is what all we want to see. That's what we want to see on the AEW television. And that's where he's beneficial to AEW. He can't draw that rating in WWE. He does not have months of sexual tension and flirtation built up with anybody in WWE. But it's there in AEW to draw that monster rating. Well, how did we get to the... Jeremy, uh, as the foremost expert on... Uh, on fucking and fucking fighting. yes uh, how did i we get would to this not point? go that far what? i don't know if i would say that <laughs> i don't think i'd do that one have you seen my twitter <laughs> you're breaking up with everybody you're not fucking anyone <laughs> let's go start somewhere oh man well who needs uh who needs the planned ad read when we have uh when we have all of, all, all of you lovely folk um jeremy it was this just sort of natural chemistry sort of you know love at first sight like how do we get to this point because it's to your credit it is palpable like at this point if william regal is hopping on commentary i'm expecting him and him and excalibur to end up on the table you know excalibur is a scrumptious (laughs) little teacup how can you not see it i mean william regal sees it and it just started from there yeah it was love at first sight uh, as an expert on love as someone who loves love the most of this panel i think we can agree on that right, okay that's, yeah, all okay, right maybe that yeah. uh, i'll that's fine fair you can respond to whatever you'd like <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't you know I what let me hear it. I'll, I'll do you one better uh as much as some people aren't a fan of my multiple camera angles i think i think they i think they up the production quality i'm gonna put the one shot on chair here um oh no that's jeremy but you oh, know, no that's don't fine. do that don't do that to me <laughs> uh share when you close your eyes close your eyes oh god and you picture william regal and excalibur oh, no. oh, please don't make me picture the naked what is what is it oh no in the Shaq. ring how does that match play out what um well uh hold on yes sir this is probably a good conversation for him to hear is there anything you can what? I don't know. I'm busy. We'll Sir, what are your thoughts on uh, William Regal and Excalibur? <laughs> hey, what are your thoughts on William Regal and Excalibur? I think he'll die. He thinks they'll die. Um, <laughs> Statistically. Well, I mean, if it, gets, <laughs> if it gets too intense in the ring, they might. Um, I'm going to tell you what I don't need to see is um, William Regal coming up under the sheets uh circa edge celebration in the oh. ring with lita don't don't need to see that yeah don't. that'd be that'd be a hilarious parody though now now you've sold me on the idea great um yeah why don't we need to um, see this as far as where william regal should be get away inside excalibur <laughs> i think that he would be more useful go i think he would be more useful in AEW. I don't think AEW, um, like creatively, um, we already know that Tony is not um, letting up the reins on that. So I think that he is going to go back to WWE 
and and he is going to do what he was doing before. He's going to be the one that when they have people come in for tryouts, knows John Moxley by name and has seen his CZW matches when nobody else knew who he was. I love when a show goes off the rails. This is this every is, it, every show. It, I'm it's on. better for it. It's better for it. Uh, man, people, it's always either my dog or my kids. No, I love it. Uh, and and Jeremy, you might have just teach that young man some valuable life experiences, depending on what he heard. So, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. Um, he didn't hear anything because I have in my AirPods. Oh, so, oh look, sneaky, sneaky. Um, <laughs> well, while we're later. on the subject and we've got time because of whatever the hell that was, Jeremy just presented. Um, the how best do we segment feel? in the history of this show. I, y- Happy anniversary. To be fair, it's why I brought you back. So, <laughs> fair game. Uh, now that we're a little bit more into the process, I feel personally like AEW is having a little bit of a creative rebound period, um, full gear onwards, just a, a little bit more consistency with the guys they're promoting. Sorry that FTR isn't one of them. Um, how do we feel about Tony Khan's booking having taken, like in the end, do we think it was the right decision for him to take more control of the creative direction? Do we think maybe he went a little too far with it and could use someone to step up in that role. Where, where, how do we feel the processes pay out from inception to where we are now? And I'll just open the floor on this one. Um, I think that the wrestlers not having control of the creative is a good idea. Um, I don't know if necessarily he should, and I know he does take input from other people. Um, maybe he should have someone else that has more experience in that spot with him but no i don't think that everyone needs to be going in and booking their own matches like in what world is that a good idea i mean that kind of got us to where we're at so i i would like to see maybe like a co-booker situation like i would love if there was someone who had a little bit more a little bit i you know obviously everything ultimately runs through tk but if there was some and maybe there is and i'm just not privy to it if there was someone who really could sit down with him and really push him idea on ideas, and he would say, "Okay, if you're not for it, let's figure it out." You know, his name's Tony Schiavone, and that's how we ended up with the Jade versus Nyla storyline we just saw play what out. About on Regal, about Regal. What about Regal? I, don't know. I like Regal. What I'm saying, like they have <laughs> Regal. Regal could do that. I, I don't, I don't know. I. Do we want to see a room of writers? No. No, I, no, I wouldn't. I'm fine with, but with maybe I do think that some of the wrestlers do need someone to help them write their promos. Yes, because so I, uh, yeah, I had this conversation <sighs> on on my show on Overbooked on Sunday that one of we're the not promoting that. No, we're not right <laughs> now. But the, the, it's fine. I don't give it. Sunday's at ten. Jimmy Dan hit me with one of those when I did his show the other That's day. Right. It's true, he did. Uh, Subreddit. So, He's not allowed to talk about this. But anyway, we were talking about how uh, the one thing about WWE is that as as it's moved away from the Vince McMahon era and into the Triple H regime, it's, it's whatever, uh, the idea of the promos not needing to be so rigidly scripted is helping a lot of talent. And it's also providing talent the opportunity to do what, say, Kurt Angle did back in the early 2000s, which was some people needed every single word written down. Kurt Angle was one of those guys. He's talked about it numerous times. There are other people like KO or even Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day. Give me my bullet points. I will hit it. Just trust me and I'll be fine. AEW needs to find that balance because they don't. Right now they're in the, here are your bullet points, hit every point and you'll be fine. 
not everyone's going to operate that way. And we've seen it time and again that they don't. So yes, a writer or someone who can finesse the words for those who need it would absolutely go a long way in getting people more comfortable backstage with what they're going to go out and say in a promo, in a pre-tape, whatever it is. That would go very far. When it comes to the booking of the matches, listen, TK, storytelling, there's a lot of good stuff. There's been a lot of not so good stuff, but coming out of full gear, personally, I felt uh, much more energized in the product. I've enjoyed it a lot more since they've gotten away from internal issues that seem to have been overtaking any headlines. Uh, I'm enjoying what's what I'm supposed to be seeing a lot more than I was months ago. Uh, that being said, when Ring of Honor starts up, that might be a detriment. Like when Ring of Honor starts up on its own product, that might be a detriment because again, now you got TK having to book AW and Ring of Honor as a full program. And how is that oh, going to affect every don't. other Just thing? Just give it to someone does. else to book. I would love that. But he says time and again, nope, it's mine and I'm going to do it. And if that's going to listen, if he has to find out the hard way that that is a, a, a concern for your health, then unfortunately he's going to have to. You can only, you can only spread yourself so thin. Exactly. I mean, that's always been the thing with WWE is we always talk about them having to book so many hours of TV programming every week. And as they continue to get more shows, that's the position that they're going to be in. And I mean, he has a really deep roster, but he, not he all also of those people just like. Promoted. Yeah, he, he as far as the promos go, to positions. yeah, as far as the promos go, yeah, you can send MJF out there and say, you need to talk about these three things, and he's going to cut a hell of a promo when he goes out there. But there's other people, I would be one of them, that if you said you need to talk about these three things, I have ADHD, and all of a sudden I'm talking about my grandma that died three years ago. Like, I mean, you just, you got to have, you got to find that balance in there somewhere. And this is a young company. Like we always, oh, yeah. you know, they've, they've, it's what, three years? Like that's nothing. And I think that he's going to learn the hard way. Jeremy? Uh, I think oh, Tony no. Khan, when it comes to his booking, has some good stuff that he does. And he has some stuff that I don't necessarily find intriguing and stuff. Sometimes I think he books a little too much for like the pop instead of the story. And I, and it, well, Sans cut off the story. And an example that people get mad at me about is Satnam Singh, where it looked like they were building towards his big thing with Wardlow. And then it's like, here's Motor City Machine Guns. And it's like, okay, but you were building this other story here. Um, the Firm. And I get it. Like, stuff has changed with, with them and what they were originally going to be. But they just kind of now seem like an act by the wayside when they were a big reason when it came to All Out of MJF getting the chip and everything and they haven't really circled back to that and maybe they will with, with mjf uh, i think him not being on the show this past wednesday was was a bit of a miss some stories go on too long like everything chris jericho is involved in uh, i think roh has been sort of a detriment at times to the weekly television product and you know, once our once ROH gets its own show, please, is that going to be? Please. I think it'll be good for AEW television, but like they've been saying, is it going to stretch him thin? And then it's just a more ends up getting jumbled because of it. But there's also stuff that that I do like. I like that 
people have the freedom to do what they want. He books really good matches that I enjoy watching. Uh, he does a good job with young talent and taking a chance with them. He, I thought Full Gear was really good and like, hey, the fans want Jamie Hayter. Hey, the fans want MJF. Let's actually put the titles on them. They wanted the acclaimed coming out of All Out. Like he, he's done a good job of listening to audience reactions in, in that sense. But yeah, sometimes I think he will undercut a story for a pop and then other times he will stretch a story too long for no real reason. Okay, I think that is a wonderful segue. Before we finish up on some of the super chats, um, man, I loved the bloodline story that permeated throughout War Games. And the thing I loved about it most, to Jeremy's point, is WWE and full credit, not as much, you know, credit to WWE for rolling with it, but credit to the performers at the heart of it that took what was reportedly just going to be sort of a short detour between the bloodline and Sami Zayn and just allowing it to blossom. I did not know how Survivor Series War Games was going to play out. I, I got it wrong with my prediction over at CBS Sports. Um, they nailed that. The care they gave it from the backstage segments between Roman and Jay and Roman and Sami Zayn to Roman sending Sammy out instead of Jimmy Uso, uh, to the finale where Sammy picked the bloodline over Kevin Owens and him and Jay finally embraced. Like, they're handling this with so much care. And I just want to do a little, you know, let's, set, let's, let's put out some good energy. Jeremy loves love. So yeah. let's go around and each pick one member of the bloodline. So sorry to whoever's going to get the boot on this one uh, to sort of celebrate for what they've brought to this full storyline. Does anyone want to go first on it? Solo Sokoa just needs to stand there looking like a badass. And whenever he wants to hug someone, he'll hug them, but he's not going to hug you right away. You got to earn that hug. And that's a hug that I want to earn. And I think everyone should earn a hug from Solo Sokoa. And, and, and to Solo's credit, like, it was his introduction that first sort of gave Sammy any leverage in the group, right? So he did yeah. supplementally play a really important role. And like, is there yeah. going to be a split of the bloodline? Are we going to get them at war with each other? So shout, shout out to Solo. Uh, okay. Cher, Jeremy? Uh, Sammy Zane. <laughs> I'll take the easy one. Um, that's what Sammy's amazing. And I love, I love Sam Zayn. I put Sam Zayn over all the time. He has been amazing in all of this. And I am the crazy person who wants it all come, to come back in the end when they turn on him and him bring this into his conspiracy theory stuff again. Like, he, he's just been so good. He's so funny. He's so naturally funny. That's, that's what I have always liked about him is a lot of people try so hard to be funny and he's just he's hilarious and he's neurotic so they were talking about um I was talking with somebody that said before the show he's so like just irritating backstage just trying to I want to do this and then I want to say this and I want to say this and you know Roman's just like okay like <laughs> and Sammy's like ah and they were like imagine like how bad it would be if he was this neurotic and wasn't as good as he is mm. like they all put up with him being neurotic Great. because because he's amazing and i mean if vince was still there the storyline would have been done months ago and instead they saw that everybody loved it i was at the smackdown taping a few months or a few weeks ago when everybody well, i guess it was a month ago i it was prior to my surgery i don't know when everybody was chanting 
he's not Usi and Sammy Uso and everything like that was it was hilarious and as Joel mentioned Solo the only one that wasn't laughing all the rest of them were laughing Jay tried to turn away from Roman to gather himself and Roman made him turn back around because he was laughing and Solo just stood there the whole time only one not laughing what do you think Solo was thinking about in that moment to keep himself from cracking did he just tune everything out as the youngest oh child, as a youngest child, they absolutely beat the shit out of that kid. And so now he's wow. just like, fuck that all ain't of funny. You. Like, I, yeah, he's like, whatever. You guys aren't funny. Like, <laughs> as Dana, a fellow youngest child, I get it. Five years? That's amazing. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> I was having this thought this morning instead of sleeping, actually, or last night that, like, man, what. Uh yeah, uh childhood I was thinking about being abused as a child. No. I was thinking about how <laughs> man, like what would have happened That's if Sammy me. never <laughs> Sorry, this is one reventing. No, no, shout out to my parents, lovely people. Uh <laughs> what would have happened if we didn't get Sammy's mask off? Like El Generico was an amazing character, but the reality is a lot of times with mask characters, like there is a ceiling, right? And you get the rare like Rey Mysterio thing where the the love and popularity just sort of endures and overcomes that, but I don't think we could have gotten this range out of the guys. So I, I don't know exactly what went into that decision, but man, in the long term, was it the right one? Uh, Jeremy, who do you want to give uh, some I, love to? I mean, I've said Sami Zayn is the wrestler of the year, and people are gonna throw star ratings and match ratings and stuff at me. First off, the best match of the year is Sami Zayn against Johnny Knoxville. My opinion on that will never be swayed. Kind uh, of a, I have rewatched that match like 20 times. Yeah. Like it's, it's amazing. It's by far the best match of the year. It's not there's no competition to it. And Sammy, when it comes to professional wrestling, you can save your star ratings, bump that, give me moments and laughs <laughs> and things that I remember. And Sami Zayn has been bump involved that. in all of that, uh, all of that fun stuff. Uh, I mean, they've all been really good i i will you know what every reason you play praise the usos and, and roman they're all great paul Heyman has done a great job in fading to the background which you don't think of very often when it comes yeah. to paul Heyman because he is usually very pronounced and he has to he's, he's always carrying the segments with with brock and before roman started on on all of this and getting aligned with the usos and even in the early uso alignment uh, you know, Heyman would do a lot of talking in the segments. A lot of the backstage segments, they would run through Heyman as the Usos would, Heyman would be sort of the middleman between the Usos and Heyman and everything. He was very prominent early in this storyline. He's always been very prominent in his career. And now he is just kind of a background guy as everybody else just sort of talks and he is there holding the titles, making good facials and things like that. But Paul Heyman has done an understated job of just fading out when we know Heyman has a huge personality and can overtake a lot of segments if he wanted to. So I actually give him credit for not doing that and recognizing, hey, I'm not really needed here unless called upon. These guys can carry all of this by themselves. Much like William Regal versus Oliver. Good facials. <laughs> hey, I agree with that though. I think that Paul is. I don't think Roman would have became what Roman has since he came back without Paul Heyman mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. Speaking of facials, shout out to Motor City Machine Guns who have a move called the facial. So, <laughs> shout out to Motor City Machine Guns in general. I, Hell yeah! Yeah, I'll leave that. <laughs> they do roll. Um, okay, I will give mine. I'll, I'll get. 
I think Jay's an obvious answer. Like his his sort of grumpy, angry vibe has very much been necessary to the success of this whole Sami Zayn storyline. Uh, but I, I think that's the easy answer. So I'm going to give a shout out to Jimmy Uso, who I think has actually done a real... This is the beauty of it. They've all, at the very least, met expectations of what it would take for this story to work, right? Roman Reigns has the levity. He interjects, and because he doesn't interject too frequently in this sort of underlying story of Sammy and the Usos, there's a lot of weight to what he says and what he contributes to it. But I really love what Jimmy's brought to it because he's done such a good job of being the middleman. He keeps Jay reeled in. He's got a friendship with Zammy. He's very frustrated. I remember one episode of SmackDown where uh, their team lost because of the infighting between Jay and Sammy. You could see that he was nearing his boiling point. Like The nuance and the realism that goes into it is so refreshing. And so I want to give Jimmy his flowers there. Guys, uh, let's finish up here. I see some questions. Leave a super chat, guys. I got I to gotta make a good impression on the boss. Um, first out, shout out to Caden Delaware. It was not a question, but shout out to Caden no. for his driving skills. Do not call skills. him Caden Delaware. No. Yeah, don't, don't give don't him do a that. shout out. Don't, don't do, do that. that. All right, no. sorry. Like, I, don't listen. I, I, I did once. not adopt you. <laughs> I show up once a month. I do what's asked to me. You gotta watch the product and understand yeah, the storylines yourself thinks, here, Shaq. He thinks I've adopted him. Right. Well, I have not. Seems bad. Sorry, Ken. You're an unloved, unwanted child. Apologies. Uh, Alan Marks, only one question. Why? I guess this is for Jeremy. Why are you talking about Regal and Excalibur? Jeremy, how long has this been aren't... on your mind? I mean, I've tweeted about it constantly, so it's <laughs> this is not like a new thought. That I've had or anything. Why aren't you talking about it? Why aren't you thinking about this? This is the biggest long-term story AEW has done. They can't afford to just not capitalize on it and Regal just goes away. I think it'd be the biggest miss in booking history for AEW or really any company. So why aren't you talking about it? Why aren't you calling out Tony Khan for possibly missing the boat on his biggest rating, his biggest gate, his biggest draw ever? Uh, Jeremy, will the Brass Knucks make an appearance at the live sex celebration? Of, uh, oh, it's all going to be there. All the toys, all the gimmicks. Yeah. They're into that. Uh, if you got a mask, you're into that kinky shit, I would imagine. So, yeah, it's oh. the, the Brass Knucks are definitely going to be there. How would you... Are they, in, are they insert? Are they... Just watch it, Joel. Just watch it I play guess out. so. Oh. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Alan Marks. Shout out to Cher for the... Uh, Stardust Mass there. Uh, Coffee with Colin says, The art of the unscripted promo is an art. Jericho does as well, does well as MJF. They're, they are great. But you can only lead a horse to water. Some can't get it. Okay. Um, who is the most need? Sorry to bash on AEW. Or you could do... No, I can say WWE has writers. Who in AEW is the most in need of a writer to help them sort of evolve long-term into a better promo? Oh, no one wants to... Jade. I'm thinking... Sorry, who did you say, Cher? Jade. Jade. I, I think Jade I love a decent Jade. promo. Jade, you don't think so? Jade has... I, no, I don't think she's bad. Okay, but she's I think name. that she has the look and everything, and they keep trying to put her with other people to talk for her, when I think that really they could just, like, work with her on her promos more. Because oh. she doesn't need some man standing next to her, like... No one believes that she needs someone going around with her. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Is Smart so, Mark back in the fold now? I got confused there. Um, he was, he was with her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say, I know it's kind of an obvious answer, but I'm going to say Jungle Boy, because while yeah. there have been some really big improvements, it's inconsistent. 
Like it's not gradually getting better. Sometimes you get a hit, sometimes you get a miss. I think a little bit more care and that guy's off to the races. Well, that's the thing with, yes. with Jack Perry. I was going to mention the same thing with Jungle Boy. He, if you put him out in front of an audience, not always so great, but you put him behind the camera when he can do a pre-tape, then he can usually mm -hmm. hit it. It's just a question of how many times did he have to try it before he got it. And I wonder too, if that's not from his background with his dad being an actor, that they're not used to having to do things live. They're used to, you know, the rehearsal and going over things and things like that. Obviously his dad's passed away, but he grew up in that environment. And that's a whole different world. Like I've heard people talk about taking acting classes. Of course you have to have some acting and wrestling, but doing acting is not the same as going out and cutting live mm -hmm. promos. It's just, you have feedback coming into you. I mean, it's not even when you have a live audience at a taping for a show, it's not even the same because they have to be quiet until they're allowed to make noise. So I think that that might be part of his, but yeah, I, I agree for sure that Jack Perry needs a little bit of, I think Christian could help him tremendously too. Yes. hundred percent. I'm going to say a controversial name here. Oh no. Uh, Edward Kitt. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Wardlow actually. And it's not that Wardlow is bad. It is, Joel has interviewed Wardlow. Uh, we see Wardlow on Twitter. If you've ever seen an interview with Wardlow, he is very engaging and very fun. Yeah. 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 Like a great, yeah. and yeah. I One don't think that comes across. too that I've ever done. I don't think that comes across enough on television where he's mm -hmm. just big, screamy, kind of meathead sort of guy. Mm -hmm. So I don't think yeah. Wardlow's actual personality comes out enough on television i don't so to to be to be honest like i don't think he actually needs to be like scripted or anything like that i just think he needs to be able to show just sort of a different side of him he needs to have more layers yeah. to his character because right now he's really just like big guy that says he can beat you up like that, i mean that's pretty much all that he is and as you all mentioned he has a great personality like yeah. he's very funny he has a really good, like really good timing on sense of humor and things like that. And I think that he could do really well, like actually getting to show that. I'm going to add one more name that is also a little bit controversial and hear me out for a second. I'm going to toss out MJF and it's not because of the content of the promo, because a lot of the time the delivery started becoming, I have to yell and scream to make my point. And that is something he's gotten better at it, admittedly. When he got back from his hiatus, a lot of his promos was coming out, talk, 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 yell, 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 and just in your face. And it, it turned me off. I, I know there are others and some people loved it. But my point is, uh, if there's someone there in the back who can like tell him, hey, rein it back, maybe don't, you don't need to modulate your voice just to make your point. You can continue to do this and be a heel. That's one of the things I love about this new William Regal and MJF pairing is that they're using Regal as the heat for MJF instead of getting MJF just cheered maliciously. Oh, we think we got to actually well, see MJF the on way TV. that it felt last week, the way That's that that promo true. felt. But Very I think Regal is someone. How he does Re tomorrow. Yeah, Regal is someone who can teach him too that you can exude a lot of emotion and anger without having to yell. Yes. I'm 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 honestly very excited for this pairing. I think um, newer. I mean, not that I'm necessarily the most uh, knowledgeable of this bunch, but I I feel like the last ten twenty years has generally taught us that like you pair good managers with bad talkers, and I'm glad we're starting to sort of see a return 
to work. You can have good talkers with good managers and sort of uh, see how that combination pairs out. Obviously, Paul and Roman worked out very well. So let's keep it going, guys. I think that's good because I don't... Fortunately, I have sort of the ethnic diversity card at play, but I don't want to get myself canceled. I think we skated by this time, so we want to keep that going. Jeremy, who knows what he's going to say. Um, I will give everyone one last chance. Whatever it is they want to share, we'll leave Jeremy last so that I can cut it out after the fact. Share. If there's anything you want to let the people know, the floor is yours. Um... We will be dropping a new episode of Strong Style tomorrow, I believe. This one is covering full gear. And um, next week, we will have an episode of Strong Style covering Survivor Series. So check those out on Fightful Overbooked. Mr. Joel Pearl. Not hard to find, Natural Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. I do a lot of work with Fightful Overbooked, including the aforementioned Strong Style Jeremy and I do a show that's a lot of fun called Newsworthy, where we talk about a bunch of articles, and then we talk about our McDonald's orders for a few minutes, because why not? And uh, we also have a show there that I uh, that I host called Tim and Joel Call It in the Ring, where Tim is my casual, non-hardcore wrestling fan friend, and we talk about the weekend wrestling, what we did and didn't like. It's a fun, really light, airy conversation every week, uh, usually Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern on Fightful Overbooked, youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. The, the biggest crime of the century is when McDonald's app switched over from the stamps to the point system, and I no longer get two points towards my coffee every morning. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. Jeremy, if there's anything you want to I mean, McDonald's before. coffee is also garbage. So. Yeah, I know, but it's convenient. It's close. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, we should drop Strong Style on Thursday, so it's in the December category and not the November category. That's a good um, idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, don't don't follow me on don't Twitter. Don't work here. Listen, <laughs> I don't uh, I don't get a choice any of this. <laughs> don't don't follow me on Twitter. You can go to Fightful Overbooked. There's content over there. Uh, follow Steven Jensen on Twitter at fight talk underscore. He's great. And everybody tweet at SP three at true heel SP three and tell him the Los Angeles Lakers are garbage. Boom. There you go, guys. Uh, selfless, uh, sorry, selfish, shameless promo time. You can catch all my written work over at CBS sports interviews on my Shaq wrestling YouTube channel with a K Shaq with a K Shaq MMA for your MMA needs. Uh, recent interviews with Seamus and Mia Yim there. Some really good ones in the vault with TK, uh, Malachi Black, etc. Wardlow, go, dude, go check out the Wardlow one. If for no other reason, check out Joel's and check out mine. Just see what a decent dude that guy is. You, Joel, Joel will tell you when you leave an interview feeling like you did a really good job. Oftentimes, that's because the subject did a great job, and Wardlow was just an mm -hmm. absolute gem to talk to. So go check those. I'll take out. your word for it. I haven't been there. Yeah. Yet. Sure. <laughs> uh, you know, deep uh, yeah, Shaq MMA, new interview with Steven Wonderboy Thompson ahead of his fight at UFC Orlando this Saturday. Uh, otherwise, shout out to Fightful. If you aren't subscribed yet, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? You're making a lot of mistakes in your life. Make one less today. Shout out to Sean Ross Sapp for everything he does over no. here as well. Guys, we'll see you next month in the Fightful Roundtable. Maybe a pre-taped one for Christmas, but we're hoping to get some more fun guests on here. Thank you to Cher. Thank you to Jeremy. Thank you to Joel. And we are out. <laughs>